Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Hello and welcome to Believe and Listen. I'm your host, Carla Blaha, here at Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today. This is my second show, and as I give a lot of thoughts to my shows and what would be important to people and how I could best serve, I realize that the differences between a medium and a psychic are not really known to the average person. Why, why would they be? I believe that often people think a medium and psychic are the same thing. I mean, once you rule out the woo-woo person giving psychic readings, you know, on a mountaintop or behind a curtain with a blinking palm in the front, and you get rid of all of that, this is real. And it is in the world and the science of quantum physics. And I'm not going to pretend to be more scientific than I am. However, I do come from a science family. So somewhere in my DNA, it's there. And I can't deny that. I just was not born with the strength of the left brain to become a scientist. But I do have a great interest in it. And I find quantum physics fascinating. And that's what mediumship and psychic ability is. It's all of the energy, the frequency, and the vibration that our universe has just on different levels. And my very layman's way of describing the differences between a medium and a psychic is this. And I know it's not scientifically accurate, but it really works. People, average people understand this. I look at psychic ability and mediumship and people this way, that we people tend to kind of hover around the AM station. There's nothing wrong with AM. We get a lot of information from AM. We like AM radio. Psychics are like FM radio. That's a little different. It's a little more fine-tuned. You have a little more variety. And then there's mediums. I'm going to call that XM radio. So it's up on a higher frequency and vibration in some way. By far, it is not the highest frequency and vibration in the world of quantum physics, not nearly. But it does. A medium has to go up to higher frequency and vibration to get their information. Spirit people do have to kind of come down to us because as humans, we naturally vibrate a little bit lower. And I don't mean lower in a negative way, just lower. AM and FM, they're not the same. And then within each channel, you can get that static. So when you're rolling a radio station, not that we do that anymore with the buttons, is the, the knobs, but when you're trying to get that station just right, you can sometimes hear both, right? And that's your crossover. But when you land on the station solidly, that's where you want to be. So if you think about it that way, in order to get to that XM radio mediumship, you had to go through psychic ability slash FM radio. You had to. So all mediums are psychics. It's impossible to be a medium and not be a psychic. It's like going to college, but you need that high school degree. It, it, it's impossible. You have to do it. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a psychic. I did psychic readings throughout the 90s as I was not a medium, not the medium I am today. I got information sporadically, but it's not who I am or what I am now. So every medium is a psychic. Every psychic is not a medium. It's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just the way it is. It's not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. So let me describe what I would call a psychic. 
And under the world of psychic and the umbrella of psychic, you have ESP, telepathy, your heightened sixth sense or your sixth sense, and you just kind of know things. I've been working on a book for years. I've gotten two books out since I started this one, and this is, this is my baby. You know, it's my book. And I think I'm going to call it I Just Know because, you know, that's just the way it is. I just know. Psychics just know. You're all psychic. I don't mean to be cliché. But you do know. You all have a sixth sense. A psychic is somebody who hopefully has trained extensively, worked that muscle, and gotten it up to a pretty toned place where they can really, really help you. I would say that because of free will, I believe, I come from the school, that we have free will and everything is not etched in stone, albeit some things are. There's other schools of thought. I'm not claiming I'm right, but it's what I believe. So with psychic ability and psychic readings, when, when you're looking for a psychic, please don't look for them to give you the answer that you must follow. You need to do what you feel is best. You know, the should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Sometimes you just need reassurance on what you already know and your own sixth sense is telling you, and that's very healing and helpful. But with free will, I find it impossible that any psychic can tell you unequivocally what you should be doing. You should not listen to anyone 100%. And I stand by that. This also begs the question, what about timing? Well, I'm supposed to do this in three months. Should I do it? I I do know of some psychics, very few, but, but some that swear that they can do timing. And I'd like, you know, and those are the people I appreciate because when I do a reading, I can do timing. But as an example, somebody asked me the timing on something once, and I saw all my Easter symbols, which for me would be March or April, as Easter varies every year. So I said to them, I'm seeing my Easter symbols, but for me, that's March or April. But I don't do timing well because of free will. You have to actually put the energy out there and get the wheels in motion to get things to happen. Well, needless to say, you know, months later, I received the email that this and this did not happen in March and April like I had told her. I said to her, I repeated, as I said, I don't really do timing. That's what I felt at the time. So the next year, right around that time, I got another email. Now, I'd I'd long forgotten this. You don't forget when someone sends you an email telling you you're wrong, but I'd long forgotten this instance. I really did. And she sent an email, and she said, I'd just like to say that that did happen, but this year, and it happened, I don't remember whether it was March or April. Sometimes, you know, that's what I got, March or April, but I didn't know what year. I went to a tarot card reader for years who I probably will still go back to. And I'm talking since the eighties and she was so off on timing. She was a wonderful reader. (laughs) I would, would still go back. What does that say? But she would say to me, Carla, I'm really bad at timing. I'm just bad at timing. And she, she would say things and they would absolutely play out, but it could be two years later. So for me, I'm not sure about the timing aspect because of free will. What a psychic can help you with is, clicking into the energy and vibration of a person, place, or thing and guide you and help you. And some things are obvious. I mean, I use a little seesaw in my head and it tips left for no and right for yes. And depending upon which way it's tilting, I'll tell them my feeling. If it's on the ground, it's for me, it's a definite. If it's just above the ground, it's leaning toward yes or no. And if it's in the middle, it's a neutral and I don't have it. 
but th- that's really what a psychic is. And you're psychic too. And I'm going to ask you how many times you thought the phone was going to ring and it did. How many times you thought about a person you hadn't in years and you either saw them within a day or two or three or someone else mentioned them to you or they kept coming up in conversation and you'd say, wow, I hadn't thought about them in years. And, you know, someone brought them up last week. Then it happens again and again. And then you bump into their mother or then you see them on Facebook. That's your sixth sense clicking into the energy or the frequency of that person or an event that's in motion. So realize if you do that more often and work that muscle, you can really develop that. I'll give you an example of something that I actually don't know why this happened, but I love the story because when things blow my mind, they have to be pretty big because on a daily basis, I do, I feel things that are fantastical and I am just amazed that I'm given the opportunity. I'm speaking to my husband one morning referencing somebody from our hometown that I didn't even know, mind you. It was just a small town, and you knew everybody. I knew the name, and it was very prevalent to the conversation we were having about a family member. And I said, I think so-and-so passed away, but I'm not sure if that's the person. In fact, I'm going to give you a fake name, Um, Maria Barone. And I said, I think Maria Barone passed away, and that's really not her name. And it's because of X, Y, and Z. We really should, you know, help this other person because this, this can happen. And he was like, really? Wow, okay. And I said, don't quote me on it. I don't know. I don't know who she was. I think she was younger than me, but I know the name and I know I've heard this. So that was our conversation and we moved on. The very next day, this, this happened in the past three months. The doorbell rings. I open it up and there's a package from the postal service at my front door. And the postman is walking down my hill. Now, I guess it was too big for the mailbox. He turned around and started heading toward the house. And I thought, why is this man doing this? My kids are all home. I'm like, I have to slam the door and lock it and call the police. Why why is he coming out my front door? And he asked me, he said, Blaha, are you from, you know, such and such a town? Yes. Oh, um, I am too. And my name is Mike Barone. And my my jaw hit the ground because that would have been the brother of this Maria Barone. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, I, you know, I know the last name. Um, I, I said, I know your last name, too. And I said, how's your family? Because I was wondering, was that his sister who had passed? And he said, great, great. And he named them, and sure enough, Maria Barone. And I, I, I thought, if I tell him I was just talking about him, and I never knew them, and their name hasn't come up in, I don't know, literally 30 years or if ever, he's going to think I'm nuts. But it was so shocking that I actually said to him, how is your sister and your siblings? Is everyone alive? And he looked at me and he said, yes. And I, I, you know, I, I got that from what, when he had named them. He said, I have to tell you this. And I told him, I said, you probably think I'm nuts, which I'm sure he does. And I told him that I was just talking about his sister the day before. And he was like, wow. And I, it turns out he works in our town at our post office and recognized the last name. Now, I don't know why that happened. It was so bizarre but he showed up at the door. The best I can rationalize that is that somehow I clicked into the frequency and vibration of him delivering mail to us, constantly noticing our name and wondering, is this the same Blaha? It's an unusual name. I wonder if this is them. And by the time I actually spoke it and had the conversation, it strengthened the frequency. The package was there and he was at my door and I happened to answer it. I could have easily not been home. So, you know, that is... I don't know. Again, when you blow my mind, it's, it's big. But we all have those things happen, right? So know that you can do it. But if you want extra help and you go to a psychic, I'm going to tell you 
and I am a psychic and I give psychic readings, I believe there's limitations because of free will. So please, entering any kind of reading, know that you steer your ship and you should steer your ship. But psychics know things and can help and can guide. There's no doubt about that. You know, there's this telepathy, there's ESP, as I talked about. That's knowing when somebody's going to say something before they said it, kind of know what they're thinking. Some of that's common sense, and you don't want to confuse with, you know, you're having a certain type of conversation, so you know the person, you know what they're going to say. Some of it you couldn't just know. You simply couldn't. So that that's psychic ability, you know, in a nutshell. Um, I could think of many, many, many um, other examples, and I probably could do a whole show on just that. But just it's connecting into energy and understanding things in a way and in a clarity with a clarity that other people maybe who don't practice this don't see that. So I think psychics can be very, very helpful. And I did it for years. And I, as again, I still do. But when you're a medium, you tend to get that client base. So as far as mediumship goes, a medium is always a psychic. As I said, you can't help that, but a medium connects to those who are in the spirit world. And, you know, there's debates on that, on how we do it, if it really is mediumship. And there's a lot of crossovers because I think a lot of people who are saying they are mediums are not, and they don't intentionally mean to be deceptive. There certainly are those that are deceptive and they give us a bad name. And, you know, putting those people aside, there are plenty of genuine mediums out there that are not household names and that you can see them and get read by them and have wonderful readings. But what you want in a medium is someone that can give you evidence, okay? There's, there's three types of mediums. There's a mental medium, which I am, which is someone that gives evidence um, of people, places, and things that they couldn't possibly know, that they don't pick up through telepathy and other means. And I'll get into that in a minute a little deeper. There's also a trance medium, and that is a medium that goes into a trance and takes on a different persona, they often close their eyes or their eyes tend to roll back. They take on a different voice and they allow themselves to be taken over for lack of probably a better word by an entity. Um, I don't do that. I choose not to do that by choice. That's not for me, um, but that is a trance medium. And there's also a physical medium. And this is a long been under debate and I've not seen physical mediumship. It's, well, I, I shouldn't say it. I've seen a few things, but I've not seen where the people's face take on a different look. And then there's these various things called ectoplasm where things come off of their face and um, gel-like substances that dates back many, many, many years. I've not seen that either. There's things in a, a trance medium or a physical medium even where you're getting apports, which some, there's knocks at the doors, the doors open, things drop in the room that appeared out of nowhere. Now, I have had that. I have had things show up out of nowhere that simply weren't there. And I don't mean just that we look in the drawer for the 17 times and then finally that screwdriver appears. Um, that's not it. I mean, when something legitimately wasn't there and you're the only one home and then you go to sit down in the chair you sit at all day and you live alone and suddenly there's a quarter on your seat and it wasn't there before. Or there's a fortune. I had this happen. A fortune from a fortune cookie was sitting right there. And I, there'd be no way. I mean, it was crazy. It was like right in the middle of the chair. And I was the only one home for 24 hours and hadn't even had Chinese food. So it was the weirdest thing. So the, the, you're not going to find those kind of mediums as readily as you can a mental medium. 
And again, a mental medium, someone like myself, gives evidence or should. And why I'm saying some people say they're mediums that they're not is just because you get someone's name or something about somebody that's passed doesn't mean that's mediumship. You have to come up with information you couldn't possibly know and might not even be in the field of memory or knowledge of the person you're reading. So, for example, if I'm reading someone and I get an older gentleman, I'll give you an example, actually, of something that happened recently. I was um, reading somebody and a gentleman came through talking about somebody here who was alive, who had had their chest, the paddles used on the chest, electric shock of their heart. And I went on, I said, now I know you probably know if you knew somebody who had this, um, but they're telling me this is who they want to talk about, the person with the paddles, who had the paddles, and she couldn't get it. And then later that night, I received an email from her that her husband's cousin had three weeks before that lived, but had paddles used on him in 90 minutes to revive him and keep him alive. And he, he was alive, but she was not aware of that at the time. There was no way I could have picked that up off her t- telepathically. She didn't know about it. I couldn't have been reading her DNA, which is, which is another thing people think we do is read DNA, which is interesting and a story for another day. But I couldn't have because she didn't know any of this and her DNA didn't know it. It wasn't related to her and she didn't know. So we have to give you information we couldn't know. And I personally need three to five pieces of evidence. There's schools of thought where you need eight to ten. Um, I don't feel that for me. I need three to five. Three if they're strong and five if they're weaker ones. And inevitably, spirit loves to give me more than three to five. So it just goes on and on and on with evidence. Um, I was doing a reading once, and I was reading sisters, and their father came through and he said, tell them I know what they did at the grave with the flowers. And, I, and one sister just turned white. The other two sisters just broke out laughing. And apparently, they, one sister had taken the flowers from another gravestone and stolen them and put them on her dad's. So I, he, I think he started out with, why is he showing me, you know, blue flowers? I think that's what it was, blue flowers. And then their faces dropped. And I said, he says he knows what you did. And, you know, it was just there was laughing, there was crying, it was really funny. But there's, there, one, I think one of the sisters didn't even know that. It, you just have to get information. That coupled with a name, coupled with a type of surgery, and coupled with something that you couldn't know, on top of that, it is enough pieces of evidence. Um, and I do require an awful lot of evidence. I, I really, really do. So when you're going for a reading, take a minute to talk about that. What do you need? Not everybody wants a medium. Some people need psychic guidance and help or intuition. One of my favorite words really is intuition. I use the word psychic because that's what's most understood to people, but it's intuition. Do you want to speak to those that crossed over? Do you need help and healing in that area? Then that's a medium. Yes, you could go to a psychic and just because the psychic says who's Tony and that's your dead father, you can't mistake that as mediumship. Now, that doesn't mean the medium can't, I mean, I'm sorry, the psychic can't give you a mediumship reading. But it doesn't mean that was mediumship. That could be her picking up you thinking about your dad, whose name is Tony, and that's coming through telepathy or ESP or some other way. So think about what you need. Don't go to a medium if you don't need a medium. I mean, granted, they're psychics, but don't go there and not want mediumship. I think that's what I'm trying to say. 
Because if you don't want mediumship, a medium can't help but bring you through dead people. I can tell you right now, you could want to hear about your life. And if I've got dead people stepping up at the door, they're going to knock on it. And they're going to keep knocking until I answer it. What state of mind should you be in for a reading? This is extremely important. Although I take almost every reading I get, I don't take them all. There's three I've released this year so far and not take and actually stop the readings. Not everybody is ready for a reading. And I send that with my description of how I work and what to expect with when people book with me. If you are so distraught over someone's death that what this medium says to you makes or breaks your day, your week, or your month, you should not go. If you have to hear I'm sorry or you're going to go into a deep depression, you, you're not ready to go. If you are so grief-stricken that you cannot get out of bed, you should not go. A medium or a psychic is not to replace psychotherapy or your weekly therapist. It's in addition to everything else you do in your life, and it's extremely healing. Granted, I've had people say to me, you just helped me more in an hour than therapy has in three years. Now, I find that hard to believe. I'm sure I helped them in that part, but I'm sure they've gotten great help in other ways. So it isn't to replace that. But it is in addition to, you need to be open that you're going to get the information that you need, not necessarily what you want. Hopefully, we strive that we can give you both. I really strive to give both. Also, we can't guarantee we'll get the spirit person that you want. I have an awfully good track record of it. But I would never promise a grieving mother, I'll definitely get your child. That's not responsible. There's a whole slew of responsibilities, I believe, whether a psychic or a medium, you have, and that I will do a whole show on that, but I wouldn't guarantee that I'll get the person you want or they'll say what you want them to say. I gave a reading to a woman who was very intense. It was an hour long reading and she was a hard energy. She was a really hard energy, but the reading was good. We got her mother. We got her aunt. It really, I met my bar. And when I meet my bar, I'm very, very confident that this is, this is good. At the end of the reading, you could see her energy started to go down because her natural disposition was rather negative. It was an excellent reading. And at the end, she said to me, well, I told my mother when I was driving here that I'm not her dead mother. I'm not going to believe any of this. That this was after tears and laughter and healing and evidence, okay? I'm not going to believe any of this unless you give me the, the code word that I gave her before I got here. I looked at her, I said, you gave your mother, your dead mother a code word before you got here. And all that I just said to you in the past hour doesn't mean anything if I don't give you that code word. I said, I can't do that. You put me on the spot and I'm human and that affects my ego and I can't do that. She's like, okay, fine. Very angry at me. Very. And she said, okay, then I need to know the nickname that only my mother called me. I said, there's not much difference in those two things. Don't let this mood of yours right now negate everything I just said. There's a lot of value on that audio tape. Please listen to it when you get home. She was furious at me. I talked her off the ledge. I hugged her and I wished her well. But I always worried that that fell on deaf ears because she didn't get the code word. If you need that, you're not ready for a reading. You actually have to be in a pretty healed state to be ready for a reading. And as far as a psychic reading goes, if, someone, if you need someone to tell you whether you can take that job or whether you should get married, you should not be asking them that. They shouldn't make that decision for you. Now, I understand that a lot of us already have a feeling and we know what we're going to do either way, and, and, and psychic can absolutely validate and make you feel great. That's fine, and that, that's what they're there for, and that's what we do. 
but do not allow anyone to take your power from you. You go to a medium and a psychic for support. It's as simple as that. Oh, let me see. What else is going to be important for you? Well, choosing a reader. I think that's really, really important. Um, it's not my place to tell you whether to call an 800 number or not for a reading. Unless you're calling my radio show or someone else's, that's fine. That's free. I have not found that my clients have had great success with that. Um, you're welcome to try it. Um, I, have cho- I chose early in my career not to go that route because uh, I hear uh, too many stories about that that I don't like. For example, you need to call me back 10 more times or I can fix this, but it's going to take three months. <laughs> when you're looking for a reader, and that's whether it's on the phone or in person, you want somebody who's either referred to you that has an excellent reputation, whether through reviews. And you can, with social media now, you can find anything. People have reviews all the time. And some people actually put up, re- I've been reviewed by people. I have a review on Facebook, a one star. I've never read the person. They live in another country. I have no idea who they are. Some people just go out to do that. So you're always going to see something you know, negative about somebody. You can't please everyone, or there's just malicious people out there. But Look for reviews. Look for, and then again, some of it's going to be slander, but most of it's going to be good. Pick somebody, at, use your vibe. That's what I tell people. Look for reviews. Look for referrals. Research them. And then use your gut instinct. Please stay away from anyone that asks you for extra money unless you've decided maturely with them, mutually, to extend your reading. That's fine. But no extra money, no items of value, No, there's a curse on you in a dark cloud, but if you come back 10 more times, I can remove it. No, none of that. I'm not, no, big fat no. I had a client and her daughter, they come to me every couple of years, and I had to deprogram them practically. They were so traumatized from the woman who told them to consistently give her items of value. Now, she was very crafty, this woman, because she wasn't asking for money. She was asking for items of value, which I'm pretty sure she'd just sell on eBay afterwards. I don't know that for a fact. But I asked the woman, what did you give her? She said, well, I went to this department store and I bought Coach handbag and I bought this wallet and I bought this Gucci this. And, and that's what she was giving the woman, items. And she, she felt embarrassed. And you have to be careful because, you know, people are upset and they realize, oh, I was, I was a fool. I did this. You have to be careful with your people. And, you know, I told her it was okay to let it go. But really, a Don't do any of that, please. It's like any other service. We're here to serve. Our price is our price, and that's what it is unless you agree on more. Please. Readings, people are in emotional states for readings. Please make sure when you go in, you're in a good state or a decent state. Obviously, people are grieving see mediums, and I understand that. I'm not expecting people to be in the perfect state of mental health. My father's been dead 35 years, and I'll still cry thinking about him. That's not what I mean. Obviously, go to mediums to talk to those who crossed, but please do it when you're feeling good, not when what they tell you or what they don't tell you, what if they can't connect, are going to absolutely break you down. So I'm hoping that was helpful when you're deciding on whether you're needy medium or a psychic and who to look for and where to look for. And I'm hoping you'll come back and listen and believe. Let me tell you a little bit about where you can find me. My website is CarlaBlaha.com. 
And I work in the New York tri-state area. I do phone readings, groups, classes, actually all over the country. Um, I'm based out of the eastern seaboard here in the tri-state area of New York. I work weekly at Synchronicity in Brewster. And one time a month, and I teach there, and I do groups there. I also work out of Solaris in Briarcliff Manor, New York. I'm affiliated with Flow Life Holistic Lounge in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I have a book, Get Your Vibe Back, on Amazon and Kindle. It's a very quick read, and it really helps you to develop your own intuition and psychic ability. I have another book available on my website, carlablaha.com. Need inspiration. It's to be used like an oracle deck. You just open it to any page, and it gives you a little message of what you need for the day or to help answer a question. And I'll be here on Blog Talk, and as soon as I can figure out how to take callers, uh, I will have them. But, again, that left side of my brain is not overly developed. So right now we're podcasting uh, until I can figure out my guests and my live callers. But I hope you will come back. And remember, all you do is need to believe and then listen. Thank you for joining me today. I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at CarlaBlaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical.